0: Hi everybody, welcome to Bo Deedle's True Crime Podcast. In the upcoming weeks, we're going to have Commissioner Bratton, Commissioner Kelly, and we're going to have a really cool guy. His name is Lou Diaz, and he's a former DEA agent who took down the famous Nicky Bonds. He also did the case with the great train robbery in London. Some exciting stuff coming up. But today, I want to just circle around. There's been so many, so many topics that have been in the news, and I want to bring a little light to it. But first... I don't know if you, ladies and gentlemen, used to listen to 60 Minutes. I loved 60 Minutes. And one of the things that I love was this guy, Andy Rooney, who's departed. And he did something one night, it was one in a million. Here's what he used to do. At the end of 60 Minutes, he used to talk. And uh, it probably couldn't happen now with liberal CBS, but here, he, here we go. And this is directly a tribute to my friend, I met him before, who's long gone, Andy Rooney. I don't think being a minority makes you a victim of anything except numbers. The only things that I can think of are truly discriminatory are things like the United Negro College Fund, Jet Magazine, Black Entertainment Television, and Miss Black America. Try to have things like the United Caucasian College Fund, Cloud Magazine, White entertainment television, or Miss White America, and you see what happens. We'll have all our race baiters. I don't know if Jesse Jackson's still around, but he mentions him, and he'll be knocking on your door. Listen to me again. This is from my friend Andy Rooney. Guns do not make you a killer. I think killing makes you a killer. You can kill someone with a baseball bat or a car, but no one is trying to ban you from driving to the ball game. I believe they're called Boy Scouts, Boy Scouts, for a reason, which is why there are no girls allowed. Girls belong in Girl Scouts. I think that if you feel homosexuality is wrong, it's not a phobia. It's your opinion. I have the right not to be tolerant to others because they are different, weird, or tick me off. When 70% of the people who get arrested are black... In cities where 70% of the population is black, that is not racial profiling. It is the law of probability. I believe that if you are selling a milkshake, a pack of cigarettes, or a newspaper, or giving someone a hotel room, you must do it in English. As a matter of fact, American, if you're an American citizen, you should talk and speak English. Our forefathers, didn't die in vain so you can have the countries you were born in and come over and disrespect ours. I think the police should have every right to shoot you if you threaten them with a gun or if they tell you to stop and you don't stop. If you can't understand the word freeze or stop in English, see the above. I don't think just because you were not born in this country, you are qualified for any special loan programs, government-sponsored bank loans, or tax breaks, or et cetera. So you can open a hotel, coffee shop, trinket shop, or any other business. We did not go to the aid of certain foreign countries over the years and risk our lives in wars to defend their freedoms, so that Dedicates later, Dedicates decades later they would come over here and tell us our constitution is a living document and they want to change it and they want to open it up to their interpretations I do not hate the rich I do not pity the poor I know pro wrestling is fake but so are movies and television that doesn't stop you from watching them I think Bill Gates has every right to keep every penny he made and continue to make more. If it ticks you off, go invent the next operating system that's better and put your name on the building. It doesn't take a whole village to raise a child, right? But it does take a parent to stand up to a kid and smack them on their behinds when necessary and say no. I think tattoos and piercing are fine if you want them, but please don't pretend they are a political statement. And please stay home until that new lip ring heals. I don't want to look at your ugly infected mouth as you serve me French fries. I'm sick of political correctness. I know a lot of black people and not a single one of them was born in Africa. So how can they be African-Americans? Question mark. Besides. Africa is a continent, and I don't go around saying I'm a European-American because my father or mother were, uh, were born in Europe. I am proud to be from America and nowhere else. And if you don't like my point of view, tough. And then he goes on and he does, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. This was taken from a sixty-minute broadcast by Andy Rooney, but just think about what I just said, and just think about what he just said. It is so today, and that's what it's all about. And I wish people will listen to this and do me a favor, pass it on to other people, because I think we just said it all. Now, we've all been talking about this trans transgendering, right? Or you know, transformers, whatever you want to call it. You know. Here's the real numbers about this thing, but yet they're controlling. They're controlling our education. They're controlling our government, our military, our police, our corporations, our everyday lives. Why? Let me give you the real numbers. The fact of American transgenders are 0.3% of Americans are transgender, but they're now controlling every aspect of our society. Again, I go back at it education, government, military, police. Why? Why does 0.3% of Americans who want to be transgenders, God bless them, why are they controlling what we're doing in our everyday lives? Why are we answering to 0.3% of P- Americans that want to be transgender? Here's a scary fact, and you can look it up 50, percent of transgenders attempt suicide, some succeed. You know what? I think what we're doing right now is not understanding that this small amount of Americans, my my minus amount of Americans, now is controlling and changing our everyday lives. I got a problem with that. Also, I got a problem with people in education, people in our military, all of them have to bank on it. You can't make a movie. Now all of a sudden you have uh, Anheuser-Busch, you had to have guy, uh, a transgender drinking a beer. I won't drink any more of those beers. But listen, it comes down to one thing, children. I'm a grandfather, I'm a father. Why do children five and six years old have to be infected Oh, do you want a penis? Do you want a vagina? No, 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 no. They are too young to be brought before. All of a sudden, yeah, mommy, I I want my penis cut off. So then all of a sudden the mother's going to start giving them injections of changing their chromosomes and all. No, stop it. Let these children grow up and let them make a decision when they're at the age of decision making. If they want to become a transgender, God bless you, but let them get into adulthood so they know what they're doing. Because once you get on these drugs and start changing your chromosomes, bad things happen. There's a reason why 50% of transgenders try to commit suicide. Some succeed. Again, this is an issue... I am not afraid to talk about it. But when you talk about it, they call you homophobic. They call you this. You know what? Tough bananas. Let children be children. And let children go to Disney World and see Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. And stop worrying about if I want a penis or a vagina. That is not what we're supposed to be doing in America. Children are so innocent. And let their innocence prevail. And parents, parents Please keep fighting so you can control what your children are taught in school. You know, yesterday, I flew down to the University of Virginia, and that's in Charlottesville. I was invited to be a guest speaker of a graduating class of the University of Virginia. I was very honored. And then you know what I did? I went to Monticello. Now Monticello, a lot of people don't know about Monticello. I visited there in 1957 when I was seven years old. I didn't remember much, but Monticello was the home of Thomas Jefferson, who was one of the founders of the University of Virginia. And you know, part of their code was the uh, the pledge of ethics and uh, not about about not lying about being a good person, and uh, it was very, very important. It was the code of honor, the ethic code of honor that they live by. And if everybody uses that in their lifetime, whether it be in, in relationships with social relationship, business relationship, or even family relationship, we'd have a better world if everybody's honest about what's going on. So when I go there, the first thing that I did was my friend Greg Olson, he takes me to uh, Monticello. And we had a private uh, guide there, and we saw where the uh, there, were, there were slave houses there, where during that period of time, there was slavery in America. And a lot of people don't know about Thomas Jefferson. I think Thomas Jefferson had about eight children uh, with one of the uh, black slaves, and he had them as his children. And then when they became of age, he gave them all the freedoms and all that. But But we got to remember, this was a time when this was an acceptable thing. Then Thomas Jefferson, they wanted to take the statue down. I got a picture in front of it. And the president, God bless him, the president of Virginia, the University of Virginia, said, That will not happen. And I took a picture of myself in front of the statue of Thomas Jefferson. We got to remember what he did. He wrote the Declaration of Independence. Thomas Jefferson was probably, next to George Washington, one of the greatest American presidents. And you know what? He was a liberal—he was— Uh, he he was not a Republican or a Democrat. He was for people's rights, and that was part of the Declaration of Independence. He didn't get into the Hamilton stuff. He didn't get into all this fighting and all that. John Adams hated him. They used to fight and all that, and he learned all this stuff, but Thomas Jefferson was a libertarian. He wanted people's rights. Now, fast forward. He wanted slavery to go away, and in a lot of his writings, he only got to live one year. He died one year after after founding the University of Virginia. And then all of a sudden they started to use his codes of ethics and all that. Now, what happens is uh, the Monticello. And now I find out, I said to, the, uh, to Greg Olson, who knows a lot about it, and I said to him, What happened during the Civil War? How come Monticello wasn't wiped out? How come it wasn't used as a Confederate uh, headquarters and all that? Here's what happened the guy named General Custer came and he talked to one of the generals. General Custer talked to one of the generals from the Southern Army, from the Confederacy, and they made a deal to keep your hands off Monticello because Monticello was the birthplace of this great, Thomas Jefferson, and that place was not attacked during the Confederacy during the greatest terrible tragedy of our of our of our country the 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 war that we had in in America that fought the southern against the north, and that was the most terrible. We had more Americans. The Civil War, more Americans died without war. It was horrific. Cousins fighting cousins. And it was belief, oh, we want slavery, we want it There was a lot of other issues. But you want to know something? I am totally against slavery I've never ever supported but we do have slavery going on go look at red china they got millions of people in slavery go to africa they got millions of people in slavery so let's let's start changing the world because america has recognized we did wrong there was slavery shouldn't have been there and we've corrected it and we don't agree with it and nobody in america agrees with it but let's remember one thing thomas jefferson was a president that believed in people's rights. And on his tombstone, he says about four things on his tombstone, which I took a picture yesterday, and it was about people's rights. And Thomas Jefferson was a great American president. So what happens then is the the Monticello starts to really go to, to bad shape. Then what happens is a family called Levy, a Jewish family, buys Monticello. And they buy Monticello and they fix it up because what happens with the uh, uh, the Jefferson family, they ran out of money. So, they started to sell all the contents of Monticello, all these artifacts and all this beautiful stuff. Then the Levy family took over and they started to buy back all these artifacts and they started to redo it and fix Monticello up. It's on a high hilltop. And I recommend you take your family there. History jumps out at you in, in Charlottesville, there, Monticello, in Thomas Jefferson's house. Go there. Go there and understand what this great man did. So the Levy family took it over and they 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 redone it. Now the Levy family loved Thomas Jefferson for one reason, because he stood up for people's rights. He stood up and people don't want to understand what I'm saying right now because they're going to say, "Wait, Paul, you don't know what you're talking about." He believed in slavery. He had slaves. That was what was going on during that time. But before he died, and on his tombstone, he recognized it and he wanted it to change. He had, I think, seven or eight children with this, with this lady that was a black slave person, and he used to have him there. Where he actually took him to, he actually took him to Paris to learn how to cook, and then he gave them their freedom and all that. Right or wrong or indifference, on his gravestone he talked about it, and Thomas Jefferson. Any American that wants to understand about this country and about the greatness, please go to Virginia. Please go to Charlottesville and visit there. That was a great, great day. And now let's go to a little couple of things here. We know all about uh, our friend there, uh, 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 Secretary of State Liar. That's his new name. We got the email from Hunter. And now we got him a direct, direct lying before the United States Congress. Here's the problem. The problem is we got Attorney General Garland. And I'm going to tell everybody. We got the smoking gun testifying under oath. That's perjury in America. But nobody's going to prosecute him. Garland's not going to prosecute him. And they're going to prolong this. And they're going to pray that they take over the Congress the next time around. And here's the deal. This is a felony perjury before United States Congress. But yet the news media Uh, With the exception of New York Post and ABC Radio, nobody talks about it. If I went into a United States congressional hearing and I lied, they'd be locking me up. And those people they indicted, remember with Trump, they indicted them. For perjury, Why isn't Blinkton being indicted for perjury? And why don't we start talking about this? That little, uh, uh the, the guy who's head of Homeland Security, Cucaracha head down there. He lied before. Fa- Fauci lied. Everyone lied. Fauci lied when he said he had no involvement with the head of the teachers' union. All these people lying before Congress. Where is the law of perjury? But what's going to happen? Because nobody wants to admit it. The main news media that most of America America get. Most Americans don't listen to us on ABC or Fox or even Newsmax. They listen to ABC, CBS, CNN, uh, NBC, CBS, ABC, and they listen. And none of this is putting forth. Why aren't these the biggest things right there? And let American people judge. Well, you've got to mind whether you're a Democrat, Independent, or Republican. If someone lies before a Federal congressional hearing, there's a thing called perjury. Why aren't they going to be prosecuted? They'll never be prosecuted. Of course, you got a guy named Garland lying, because if you put Garland in there, we'll get him on perjury next. So, what's going to happen is they're going to pray, they're going to lie, they're going to cheat because they're gonna to try to change Congress back to the Democrats that push everything through. Now you got a Senate controlled by the Democrats with that laughing hyena vice president who we should put her, and I'm calling out Ron Johnson, put the vice president before a Senate subcommittee or before a House subcommittee Get her start to perjure herself. But you know what? We got them all committing perjury, but nothing's going to happen. This is what we're living with. And we the people, we the people of the United States of America have to make a decision. Whether you're a Republican, Democrat, Independent, is that what you want? Now all of a sudden, we're going to have 82,000 IRS agents. Give them guns. Give them badges. But if you don't have your receipts, guess what, dickhead? You're not going to have it counted. Now a couple of people are trying to make a living, and now they're going to be stressed out because they, they lost their receipts, and they're going to say they're not going to be used. Now you're giving them these morons guns and badges with no real background to what they're supposed to be doing enforcing the law. My whole thing is 82000 how about splitting the difference and use half of those 40000 for our, our southern border with that other punk there? Kill five people, this little punk, five people, and they, all of a sudden he was deported. Let's deport him back to Mexico, and he could come back... For the fifth time, what are we going to do if we don't close that border up? I say there's got to be 10 million illegals in this country running around that we don't even know. And there's a certain amount of them that are of a criminal element. And I talk about this thing with China, you know, and I'm going to leave with this because this was one of the most important things that I think I discussed this week. A lot of people don't know what's going on with the reality with China. You know, it was reported that this 21-year-old kid that my friend Sid calls a kid, Jack Texeteria, right? He revealed in his text and all his information that he hacked into that China is building cyber weapons to hack and hijack American satellites, critical to the U.S. war operations. Now, and I'm going to talk about it right now. Boeing invited me to a mock a thing near the Pentagon a few years ago. I was an observer, And I observed the top defense companies, Raytheon, Boeing, all the top companies were there. And we did a a mock up of a cyber attack into our missile defense system. Started in the morning. We had some breakfast, nice bagels, eggs, and all that. And then we went into lunch, and now the attack starts to occur. Now, the greatest minds that we have in defense, the greatest cyber security people, are supposed to stop this attack. We go through lunch, a nice little spread there. Salad nice. Now we're going into the evening time. And then all of a sudden, and I'll say it. And the people are not. I want people to know. Everybody thinks we're so we're so advanced. That night they breached our system and they were allowed to launch missiles from the hack. So we're not as good as you think we are. And people knocked me. I had another fella talking to me yesterday in the college. Oh, we're so advanced. That's bull crap. Right now, right now in America. People don't understand. Our whole world revolves around satellites, and they have satellites in space. What do these satellites in space do? They control everything. They control education with telemedicine. They control water management, power grid monitoring, broadband access, communication system, Google Maps on your car. There's 31 satellites America has up there. 12,500 miles above America, above America, over the world here. During wartime, our troops, command and control, back in 1991 with the Gulf War, were completely controlled by satellites. Now, all of a sudden, in 2015, China's established its own space force. They put so much money into this, and right now, 2021, one of our generals, one of our generals specified... Chief uh, Space Force Chief Chance, General Chance, told the Armed Service Subcommittee that they have more than 700 Chinese satellites, some of them capable to take our satellites out with lasers and any other type of things. So that means what's going to happen when they attack Taiwan, the first thing they're going to do is whack one of our satellites and This is told by General John Hayden. Now, who is he? General John Hayden is one of our heads of our Joint Chiefs of Staff. He said, our satellites are like sitting turkeys ready to be taken out, and they have the capability, but no one wants to talk about it. I had a guy tell me yesterday, oh, that's hogwash, Mo. That's not hogwash. And the reality, too, is when we talk about these missiles that they have, they have these subsonic missiles and supersonic missiles. We don't have them. China and Russia has them. We have an aircraft carrier, which scares the hell out of me. $14 billion with 80 fighters on it. They could send three of those hypersonic missiles at it. We may get one, but we ain't going to get all three. Just imagine. They attack Taiwan. We respond. They take out our satellites. The other, the other, nit would be sucking on his thumb in a basement somewhere, not knowing what to do. By a big bank in there, we saw him in action with the Chinese once in Alaska. He'd be sucking on his thumb, and everybody, which way do we go? Which way to go? And you want to know what they'll do? They'll knock out one of our satellites and say, if you want to continue to get involved with our privacy, we'll take all your satellites. We'll shut your your energy grid down. This is, to me, is the biggest threat to America right now. And we do not have hypersonic missiles. So right now, they're going to make a move on Taiwan. They'll do something to just slap us in the face where we can't respond to it, and that's what's going to happen. And if people think that I'm just, yeah, everybody thinks everything's la da You know why? Because the major news groups, the major media don't want to talk about this. Only on WABC and Fox and Newsmax, this is spoken about. This is our biggest threat. So now today I'm going to sign off. And I just want to thank everybody for listening to Bo Deedle's true crime stories because this is a true crime. Everything I talk about is true crime. But we have some really interesting guests. And again, you go into our library and you could put Bo Deedle's true crime story and listen to some of our true crime podcasts. And remember, I'm on Tuesday mornings at 7:40, and I'm on Thursday live in studio at nine o'clock, which I'll be tomorrow. And I just want to tell everybody, please, please keep listening to WABC. We tell the truth. This is America's Freedom Station. This is the last station that someone gives me the ability and Sid and all the other people here to say what the truth is and say it like it is. God bless Cassi Batitas. God bless WABC. This is America's Freedom Radio. Till next week. Thank you.